Greetings, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to Nerd Overdrive, Phoenix Overdrive's official podcast. I am your host and moderator, the maestro, Lee Navarro, and with me, as always, are our game gurus, the sultry, sexy queen of the guild, Becky Rubin Navarro. Hey, guys, what's up? I can't hold that as long and as young as I used to be. El Capitan Rey Osorio. What's up, guys? Rise above. It's been two years, you know. <laughs> it's been a while. It's, that's just kind of where we are, buddy. It's been a while. We we, yeah. we getting old, man. We getting old. Uh, we, we we've aged a little bit. <laughs> don't remind me. Yeah, uh, this the patches in my beard say, yeah, definitely. Listen, there's a regular die schedule that has to happen. Is like I was brushing my hair the other day and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's another like silver strand in there. It's time to redo it. <laughs> yeah, we getting old, but that doesn't mean we don't play games. <laughs> we still do that because, you know, we're young at heart. But yeah, so I guess since it's been a while since we've had, you know, to introduce ourselves to our audience and everything, I guess we should do that. So uh, I'll start. My name is Lee Navarro, as I stated, and I love PC gaming and I love building PCs. Case in point, back here, <laughs> all this ridiculousness. Um, I also like bright lights, as you can tell. I love blue, daba dee, daba die. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I it's 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 my it's my thing. It's my jam. I love doing it, and that's pretty much it. Uh, Sultry Queen of the Guild, you're up. What's up? Well, clearly I am Becky Rubin Navarro um, of the three of us. <laughs> I grew up on uh, PCs in different facets, um, which is where my love of PCs and PC gaming and everything else that goes along with it, hardware, software, um, that's where it started. So first game that truly drew me into PC gaming, of course, was Wolfenstein on an old DOS computer. Um, so we're going back a bit there. And my dad was a programmer. So um, it was both the form of the PC, but also the internal stuff that uh, made the whole thing run. Let's just say I got some very hard life lessons on PCs just through mistakes and then of course my dad telling me to clean up my own mistakes <laughs> fix your fix your stuff don't don't rely on anybody else except you rely on me now to do that well yeah hey, in case you know. people don't know we're married so like podcasting was the way we would use to use to communicate so now that after being away from all this we're finally talking to each other i'm kidding we have a <laughs> we have a happy healthy marriage Don't, that was the running like, joke for a long time you guys mm. only talked on the podcast right exactly. exactly exactly that's how i know i have a wife still apparently so um <laughs> ray you're up so uh dad gamer nerd you know all the fun things uh so my first like forays into gaming were on the old arcades like uh donkey kong that kind of stuff and then i remember my uncle like had got an atari like 2600 and so we, we played that and then my first console that my family owned was a uh, nintendo 
entertainment system and NES and gaming kind of was just that way to kind of do things. It got me through some really crappy times in my life when I was a kid being sick in the hospital all the time and all that. So gaming was like kind of that outlet that helped me find, uh, find ways to explore worlds and experience things and all that when I couldn't always get out there and do the things myself. So all that ish. Yep. So yeah, good times. Good times. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like we actually enjoy something as adults for <laughs> in, in our, uh, in our existence today. I think the the fun part about all of that is being able to pass that kind of that passion for gaming on to oh. our kids. Now that we're older, yeah. oh, absolutely! You know, now that we're older and we're just we get and, to enjoy it, and it's like, hey, and they're, check this out. And they're obsessive about it to the point where, like, why did I do this? Yeah, right. Why when did I let you? Yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're like, hey, you need to clean your room, but wait, I gotta beat this. I gotta build this thing on uh, Minecraft, yeah. or I gotta beat oh, this yeah. level on Roblox. Or, oh my you know, gosh! Or I have to finish this this crystal in this pixel art thing that I'm doing. Yeah, dude, you have like twenty five thousand crystals on there like you're done go do something else (laughs) oh my gosh uh, oh it's you know typical kids but um anyway uh so yeah that is us that is the triumvirate that is known as nerd overdrive so uh you know we're hoping to uh really get this going this this time around because we 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 love talking about pc gaming and, and gaming in general too and uh, you know we want to spread the uh, spread the love, spread the wealth of uh, you know discussions that uh, we have to we, that we've got coming for you guys. So uh, you know we hope you enjoy it, and we hope uh, to uh, have you guys participate uh, in uh, various different ways. So um, I guess we should get this whole thing uh, going. But uh, you know before we do, this is Nerd Overdrive, brought to you by Wonderkind Custom Creations by our very own Queen of the Guild. Get your custom decor, clothing, and gifts with your personal needs in mind. Level up your look and gifts at fb.me slash wonderkind, W-U-N-D-E-R-K-I-N-D, custom creations, all one word. That's a new one. That is new. <laughs> That's a new one. We haven't done that one ever. Um, all right. Well, let's get aboard the hype train. Welcome to the Hype Train. Next stop, Nerd. Ray, take it away. All right, guys, come aboard the Hype Train with us. Every week we check out the latest and greatest in tech, gaming, and the randomness of nerd culture. Nerd culture. Blah, blah, blah. If I could say that right, that'd be good. How to English. Yeah, well... (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while. Stay a while and gotta, listen. Stay a while and listen. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so so we have a couple uh, interesting things here to kind of talk about. Um, you know, we do have a couple news topics that we want to pull every week. Usually what we'll do is we'll each bring one to the table. Cough, Lee, cough, where's yours? <laughs> um, and we'll kind of, uh, kind of, you know, have something that we'll talk about. And we'll also talk about whatever we've been playing for the week, that kind of thing. Uh, since Lee is still looking, how about let's talk about what we've been playing this week? You know, games, we love them. You guys love them. Uh, we want to share the, our love of gaming with you guys. So we want, and we want to know what you're playing and, you know, what you're gaming and all that kind of thing. Um, so Becky, what have you been playing? I know you've been playing some games. I have been. So 
of course, there's the typical mobile games. Obviously, they always come along and, you know, distract us from life. They're right in our hand. Um, Lee and I have this regular conversation. And of course. All right. So let's take a step back really quick. So obviously, as we mentioned, we're definitely, you know, a couple years older than when we last podcast. And as time goes on, you know, sleep and trying to get to sleep becomes sometimes more difficult. Um, and he was laughing because of the fact that I have this problem with mobile games that at night as we're trying to fall asleep, of course, I've got a laundry list running through my head of things to do, you know, and different ideas that are coming to mind. I just I think better at night. It's just always been my thing. So trying to quiet things down and try to get to sleep and, you know, do all these different things like, you know, get more than four hours of sleep um, so that you can function the next day has been interesting to say the least. So I'll pick up my mobile games, play those, and then I'll get yelled at by him <laughs> to put down my phone. But besides the mobile games, um, you know, lately I've really been diving into the division on PC, of course. And it was just two. Two. Sorry. Just wanted to clarify that one. You know, when we internally talk, we know which division we're talking about. But division two, you know, diving into on PC and everything um, has been just a wonderful experience um, because the first time around that we played it, it was on PlayStation. And now that I'm really getting it onto PC and going back to the PC roots. Just because, of course, upgrading certain things like graphics cards, which is incredibly yeah. difficult these days, um, really changes, you know, that that game. Um, and it just is so gorgeous diving back into um, Division on the PC and um, playing Overwatch here and there. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show, possibly jumping into the world of Minecraft, because now both kids have been begging me for so long to jump in. Um, I, I think I might finally be at that point where it's like, all right, guys, now you're, now you're past that basic, like, Hey, look at the little brick house I made and you know, all this cutesy stuff and like, all right, it's about time, especially after the Minecraft board game that we played the other day. It was actually really cool. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. What about you, Lee? You've been playing any games? Yeah. Like a lot. Um, I actually played um, Valheim with uh, with a couple of the guys uh, about a week ago, and that was that was interesting because it's it really was my first time in it, and I do believe it was um, it was presented with the Game of the Year by PC Gamer, if I if I recall correctly. Um, it, it it's so funny because the my two friends, my two best friends, have been had been playing it um, all throughout the previous year. So they've been collecting a ton of materials for, you know, uh, uh, making uh, armor, weapons, et cetera, et cetera. So I get in and they finally, so they're finally like, oh, we can like really equip you and and uh, and, and uh, kind of power level you and everything. So here's my level one noob tune. And they start throwing stuff at me like this really <laughs> epic two-handed axe, which... I am not a melee character at all when it comes to like DPS. It's I either tank or I range DPS in games. That's that's me. So 
for them to like say, here, you can use this two-hander for, for melee. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that was uh, a weird experience in and of itself for me Aqu- as far as gaming. Awkward yeah. tune is awkward. Yeah. Just- <laughs> exactly. Awkward tune is awkward. Because like <laughs> I'm going, wait, where's my bow and arrow? Oh, wait, I do have this two-hander axe. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But um, no, Valheim is actually a lot of fun. And, and I can see myself getting lost into it um, because of how extensive it can be uh with with the various different things that you can do in it so i'm i'm excited to kind of uh get right back into it uh i've also been playing horizon zero dawn on pc um i had it on playstation and you know i enjoyed it on there but i wanted to find out you know what what uh, there was a lot of uh, talk about it at the very beginning when it was released um some good, some not so good. I think, uh, you know, it, it took a, t- it took a little bit of time for the game to be optimized for PC, but it's, it's gorgeous, man. It's just, um, like intensely gorgeous. And, uh, for those who don't know, I play on a 5120 by 1440 panel, uh, and it's at a uh, hundred and twenty Hertz. So, I'm getting, you know, close to about 100, 115 uh, frames per second on uh, Horizon. And it's just, ooh, it's a treat. It is absolutely a treat to play it. So um, that actually leads me into the next game that I'm going to dive into, uh, hopefully within the next month or so after I finish Horizon on PC. And that's going to be God of War on PC. Um, That right there is, that's the one thing I've been waiting for this this whole time. you know, it's really just been um, a long time coming uh, for 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 uh, PC gaming, uh, and you know, I played it on PS4 as well. It, it from what I've seen so far, this game looks to be absolutely perfectly optimized for PC. So, totally, uh, totally excited to play it. Um, also, I do apologize, people. <laughs> Second mistake already in the podcast. I didn't switch us over from our transition to the main screen. So, oops, you didn't see our pretty faces for a little bit there. So, my bad for those who are watching on video. I mean, you're fired. You are fired. You you can't because nobody else will do this job. Matt Keel. (laughs) Matt Keel is already offered. Nobody will do this job. So, anyway, that's all. That's all for me. All right. So I'm sorry. I forgot. Alien or Alien. Rainbow Six Extraction just came out. So the three of us really should check that out and dive into it. Because I I have it downloaded. I have it downloaded downloaded on the Xbox. So I'm going to check it out there. Yeah. Um, I I definitely think we should check it out. Until my PC gets, you know, taken care of. The next week, buddy. The next week. I know. So, yeah. So as far as me gaming, um, I, I, uh, PC gaming is, it's kind of my blood going back to all kinds of different gaming. Cause I was always given like the hand-me-down computer parts from my uncles and stuff like that. Cause they're all older, you know, like old enough to not be like authority figure old kind of, but not young enough to be like a peer. So they were like, just kind of in that in between there. Um, so it's, this, uh, so from there, like, uh, so I've been playing Destiny 2. Uh, that's one thing you'll hear out of my mouth a lot, especially with uh, Witch Queen expansion coming out here soon. Um, mm-hmm. Next month in February. Uh, Rocket League, because we have our Phoenix Overdrive Rocket League Nights hosted by uh, James Summers, a.k.a. Neon Ghost on the Discord. Um, we have 
or James Winter as he goes by now. Um, and then uh, I've been playing Minecraft with the kids. And um, there's a new game that just came out because um, another thing of my nerdery that you guys know, I love my card games. Uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel just came out and I've been playing a little bit of that on PC. Um, it I definitely... summon Dark Magician! In, in, in attack mode. You have to, you have to say attack, attack or defense mode. mode. You have to say attack or defense mode. Oh uh, but uh, it's one of those things that uh, it's something that I did back when it was like late high school, early like college for me because of the like the anime and all that and i got really into it and i was like uh, i was like vying for the world championship back in like 2004 and 2005 2006 like i was trying to be a champion but i, I got beat by these little kids that had all these super crazy cards and all that and yeah it's, it's crazy when you're going in there as an adult and you know you're facing this like 12 year old kid and he just wipes the floor with you you're just like did, did he have just happened did he have a winged dragon of raw um oh no God. those were not tournament legal until they recently it, it, just made oh, them so, like so he didn't have cards. an obelisk the tormentor nope or slifer the sky or dragon slifer the sky dragon he did have exodia the forbidden one though wait how is exodia allowed but not the egyptian gods uh because exodia was actually printed as a card and the, oh the egyptian god cards were promo cards that were never like printed until recently because exodia uh, was like an auto win basically yeah, like you, you had get all five, five parts Yep. No, oh I didn't pay God. attention to Yu-Gi-Oh at all. <laughs> but it's one of those. So, uh, so those. That's what I've been playing. And um, what else? There was something else I was playing. I was checking out. I can't. Oh, Halo multiplayer. Been jumping in Bro. and out of that as as I can. I, I was in uh, Sean Capri's uh, Halo Saturday a couple of weekends ago. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, I, I, I played so a bad at Halo, but you know what? Whatever. I don't care. I'm not too bad. It's just when you're when you're uh, facing off some of the people that are that are part of that community, <laughs> and they're just like really good. You're just like, man, come on. See, <laughs> I I loved Halo. It was one of my favorite things. I mean, I was even a red versus blue person. Okay, I lived for those episodes, and uh, yeah, it was one of those things definitely back then that I enjoyed. So I think it might be time to uh, download it and jump back in, even after all those years that. We made fun of the same game, you know, basically being reiterated through each of the different ones. Yeah. But like, oh, it's Master Chief. Hi, Master Chief. <laughs> but, but, oh, it's but, Master Chief. Cortana's gone crazy. Gotta go save her, you Chief. You know, as a, uh, as a foreshadow <laughs> for our topic, I want my Master Chief in my WoW. <laughs> I no, I'm sorry. No, it was, I want the Warthog as a mount in WoW. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Thanks, make this Captain happen. Canada. Thanks. Let's make this happen, guys. <laughs> but, uh, Let's make this happen. Oh, and then um, I got a code off Twitter for Untitled Goose Game on Switch, and I was playing that with every the other day, and that game is a lot more fun than it should be, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there was another game that we played not too long ago. It was actually it was uh, called Moving Out. So it was me and the boys again, and like we we're this is around Thanksgiving. So they came over and we started playing just a bunch of different games. And that was like one of the ones that we said, you know, we should check this out. And it was a crap ton of fun to play. It was also ridiculous, like throwing couches through windows. <laughs> I said, I would totally be fired if ever I did this, like as a mover. How That's like overcooked. Out? That's like playing yeah, overcooked. It was exactly yeah, overcooked. it's like that. 
Um, yeah, and I, I ended up playing that with the kids not that long ago. It's it's oof, it's interesting. That's for sure. It is one of those fun type of games to check out. So clearly we do dabble in console. All of us. We all dabble in console. Um, but you know. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you know, wink winkly, my my rig. Because yeah. everybody keeps dude, I got so many people like in line, like, hey, you need to play Phasmophobia with us. Hey, you need to play this. Hey, you need to play Valheim. Hey, you need to play that. Hey, you need to play New World. I'm like, right now, my poor laptop is choked to really death because it has no space. You really um, want to try to kill I dabbled a little bit in it. I dabbled a little bit in it, and it's <laughs> you, not you bad. You really want to burn just, your house down with New World? <laughs> it's it's better now. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> you know, even though it is the second game that Amazon released that almost killed people's computers. Cough, yeah. crucible cough. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Beck, how'd that crucible game go for you? Oh, she installed it. Let's not even it, go there. She installed it. it, and then all of a sudden, her um, uni- uh, her uh, universal, her uninterruptible power supply was like beep, and I was like, "Uh, honey, you about to burn the house down, or yeah, <laughs> pretty much." On there? Oh my god, that. that but that's also wild. part of our topic that'll tie into later because you know Amazon. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so now that we've talked about what we've been playing for a little bit here, um, let's go ahead and let's talk about our our topics that we brought to the table, our news topics that we want to talk about. Uh, Becky, what did you what did you bring for the hype train this week? So looking back at CES, there were, oh, my gosh, so many different things um, for this most recent CES 2022 that absolutely blew my mind. But trying to keep it a little close to gaming related. Um, well, actually fully close to gaming related because there were so many things I got hyped about was Project Sophia by Razer. Um, <laughs> it reminds me basically of a conversation we had, you know, quite a few years ago at this point um, when we were newbies to podcasting. Not that we're any sort of experts at doing this, trust me. Um, but in comparison, we really had no clue what we were doing. And I remember we were talking about, you know, modular systems to upgrade certain components, whether it be a computer or a console, um, those types of things where basically it was a plug and play. Now, here we are with Project Sophia, which is the world's first modular gaming desk concept um, of this type. And it was really cool. I mean, they right on Razor's site, if you go look up this Project Sophia, they have different build outs that are for like gamers or creators or streamers or work from home. And actually I I have to say, I really enjoyed the work from home. Um, I'd love to combine that with like the, the gamer setup and things like that. But basically um, you have all these different modular parts to the desk. And not only that, they're um, hoping as far as the actual, you know, PC, the, the CPU and GPU, um, that it's going to be modular just to to swap out um, new upgrades and do different things like that under this beautiful glass table that, of course, has LEDs. And the way that this monitor is supposed to snap in is really cool. Um, it, it just lends itself to being such a, a beautiful loadout, really, not just on your computer, but having it be part of your desktop. And just looking at the way that we operate now with so many different devices cluttering our desks and everything, um, I'm just like super, you know, excited for something like this. And I just want to point out that the feature that got me really excited 
sadly, was a beverage warmer in the work from home setup um, where it's just built right into the desk where you don't have to have the extra gadgets laying out because I actually do have a cup warmer, um, you know, that that Lee got me for Christmas one year and I love it. But, you know, it's just another thing sitting on my desk. So trying to go into this um, futuristic and minimalistic setup is what really has me excited about Project Sophia. Yeah, I was looking at it and the streamer one is like, it's talking to me. I, I mean, I've, I've been one that's been back and forth with Razor products myself over the years, uh, yeah. just because I have my preferences and some Razor products have been really good and some have been absolutely crud, but you know, it's one of those things. Haley, you want one of those desks for you? You know, get no. all your, get all your, your doohickeys and your dials and your screens and all that, you know? No. Mr. I just bought a seven inch screen to, to put over there on the side. It's going inside the rig, sir. I know it's, it's going, going inside, inside the rig. I'm, I know, I know. It's it's going to serve the purpose of just looking pretty. There, there really is no other purpose to it other than uh, putting like stats on it as far as like CPU uh, speed, the monitoring clock speed. Yeah. See, but with the with with the with that though, you can have it right there on the desk underneath the glass. Right. Exactly. You don't need you it see? to be in the PC, and you can have it I mean, at, at your fingertips. I guess like uh, seeing like the desk PCs that have already been put out there, like, you know, the one that Linus did or um, even like that first generation desk PC that we saw maybe six, seven years ago. I mean, it's become something that's not normalized in, in the PC space, but a lot of people have the whole desk PC thing going with like the custom loops and things of that nature. So um you know, I've seen it. I, I don't know if it's for me. Um, I'd have to, I guess I'd have to try it to see it, but uh, it's not something that I was necessarily pursuing only for the fact that I still love the form factor of, of a tower. Um, that's still, that's still my, my thing is I love the form factor. I love the ability to, to build within that space and, and customize it the way I need it to. Um, so as far as like a desk and the portability is the other issue, as we all know, <laughs> I struggle wow. with portability. Um, hence why I downgraded from a Corsair 900 D case to a Fantex, uh, P 500 case. Cause you know, it's a little bit smaller and easier to carry around instead of this big gigantic, you know, four foot. Oh my gosh. Any server tower that, that came with handles pre-installed mind you. Yeah, exactly. It's still a pain in the ass to carry around. <laughs> but, yeah, going yeah. back to a few extra lives ago when you uh, cracked a motherboard. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Moving, moving your PC. Yeah, let's not talk about that. That was that was um, <laughs> that was heartbreaking. Huh? Yeah. So I think, and with that, uh, so that was that was actually a really cool kind of uh, like callback to the when the modular thing was like taking off when they were talking about doing it with like consoles. And even like laptops and, you know, the, the steam boxes back in the day, if you guys remember those things, yep. mm -hmm. you know, now we're coming back around with like the steam deck with, with valve trying to do the thing. So, um, all right, guys. So chip shortages, you guys know about those, right? Uh, so what are those? no, yeah. not at all. Like Tostitos so, or Doritos. No, we're talking Wavy about semiconductor Lays. chips, buddy. You know that, you know what we're talking about. So um, what we're looking those. at is Intel's <laughs> new megafab that's going to be going into Columbus, Ohio. 
uh, is set to manufacture the Angstrom class chips beginning in 2025. Uh, so as the current worldwide chip shortage persists, Intel said um, just a few days ago that it was trying to build its way out of it. Uh, they announced their plans for the new fabrication complex in uh, Ohio near uh, Columbus. Uh, so they're committing $20 billion to the new facility. That's awesome on so many levels. Yeah, granted, okay, we're looking at three years down the road. However, <laughs> as a whole, just thinking about everything, you know, whether it's jobs, in reinvigorating the community in certain ways, you know, because of how industry and manufacturing has changed over the years and all that goes into it, like that, that's a huge investment. Yeah, it is a huge investment considering that currently Intel has fabrications all over the world um, from Israel to Ireland. Um, here in the United States, we have uh, Oregon and Arizona, New Mexico, um, and they're saying that Ohio could possibly become the new Silicon heartland, um, adding 3,000 jobs to the region there in Ohio. Um, and they're saying that they are referring to domestic shipmaking Um as uh, critical to the American economy, as well as American security interests, especially with, uh, you know, when it comes to tech, given right. that most of the foundries are, you know, in Asia and the things like that, especially like Taiwan. And as of right now, because there's been all kinds of issues and bad weather and flooding and a vast number of different things that we couldn't foreseen, you know, with mother nature and things like that. Well, and forget about the, you know, throwing the pandemic in there too. That just yeah, makes the pandemic even more and fun. people being sick and then, you know, the, the shortage of workers to manufacture the things and then they're having to close. So it's just been this perfect storm that's been brewing around this since like 2019. And it's just now caught up to us the last couple of years to where we can't get our graphics cards. We're, we're dealing with issues with CPUs and even like compute like um not even just computers and tech and gaming and all that like like we're used to seeing but cars that that need these and medical equipment and all this kind of stuff that relies on these different things are at a loss right now because they can't produce what they need to so it's it's insane what we're looking at and what we're seeing um and it is something that you know that i i, I know is not going to do anything in the short term but it is something that hopefully will start to uh, to start to do things. And um, some of these uh, chipsets that are set to go out, they're uh, set to go out from, you know, PCs to cars um, with, you know, certain chip company or certain companies like Qualcomm and Amazon being among the bigger names that are looking to be among those third parties that are looking to benefit from this. So, I mean, it's it's something hopefully we see something soon. Um, but they're saying already that we're not we're not expected to come out of this chip shortage till 2023 anyway, according to AMD and Intel's like CEOs and their their different heads of companies and marketing and all this stuff saying, you know, all this stuff. So it's it's just so hang in there, guys. Hopefully we'll be able to get a GPU for MSRP sometime soon because <laughs> i'm currently in the market for one so that's why i'm like fingers crossed i'm praying that maybe some by some miracle you know cough amd 6500 xt cough cough bro. that thing's yeah. so bad bro but uh but with no that, no, no, like, no 30 80 12 gig because you know that had to be that's done. a waste that's a waste. nvidia come on you're better than that no they're not <laughs> they are no they're not listen 
Hold on. What? I just I just want to point out, okay, speaking of um, you know, companies being better than that. This thing that came with my graphics card. <laughs> this ring, this gigantic ring. I don't know if it'll really show up. There you go. There you go. Yep. Your camera just yeah. got up to it. That's, uh, th- yeah. that's, that's really, that's, <laughs> this yeah, is that my, came with her. That this came with is her my incentive for, yeah, exactly. Because it's white. <laughs> She's it's in like the I, I, white I just... GPU club with that, with that ring. Cause <laughs> I mean, if it. you can manage to find yourself a GPU, you deserve <laughs> a ring. They deserve to put a ring on your finger. However, it's it is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous out there. Where's the, my ring? I, I mean, where's well, my ring? They don't they don't care about you. They don't, no, they they don't, don't. care about they don't I mean, care. They, they're like, yeah, your 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 GPU, your expensive GPU is trophy enough. <laughs> go go, go yeah, put no it kidding. on the wall somewhere. Here's, here's me with my 3080 Ti Founders Edition. Come on, I mean. I get it. It's only a founder's edition, so I mean, but it's still a thirty eighty Ti. I mean, you can make you can make like two two three grand off that thing right now, buddy. I could. I legit could pay off some bills. I I wonder how how much I could get for my rig. Sometimes, like, just kind of curious. I would never sell it. First of all, good luck. I mean, go to PC one. Part Picker, put all the things in there, see what it's worth, and then like add like what thirty percent, forty percent to it. Yeah, like a 35% markup. Yeah, that's pretty much what it would be. Yeah, so I mean... Oh, God, I don't even want to think about that. So, so yeah, so anything else we want to add on that? And then we can talk about Lee, what Lee brought to the table for Hype Train? No, I got nothing. I mean, it's 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 part it of is Intel's what it roadmap. Is. Yeah, and Intel knows they have to get past like the whole nanometer thing. And, and just move on from, you know, whatever, what are they, that 10 right now? To seven to four to three to now they have to go into twenty A, which is essentially like two nanometer for yeah. for the fabrication process. So, I mean, but it's been their bread and butter for so long, and they didn't want to change, and they were stubborn and bullheaded because no, they've been saying they need to change it for what four years now. It's, it's because years? the fabrication process itself is still like reliant. You know, it, it it's still what what churns out um, these chip the 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 chips itself so you know they're they're turning it into a market that they can utilize to sell to you know qualcomm amazon um and and to i guess not relieve the pressure but you know deliver some competition to tsmc yeah i mean that's (laughs) that's essentially what it is is they realize it's it's a market to really stick it to tsmc and try and try and bring something domestic into and all that and I don't know if they're sticking it to them because I mean, how many companies around the world are re- are are using TSMC? Practically every single tech company is going to use them, right? I mean, Samsung tried to get into the whole market, but Nvidia was all like, "Yeah, it's okay. It didn't pan out as the way that they wanted it to be." So they ended up moving on from it and went back to TSMC and said, hey, look, we'll pay you like a gajillion dollars <laughs> for you to give us like all all your chips. <laughs> Well, they're you know? doing the SOC thing with with freaking AMD now, with for their graphics and their processors and stuff yeah. for mobile. Like it's yeah. it's it's a crazy world that we live in. Just kind of 
seeing what the norm is and how it's but, changing and finally evolving. Like, but like I said, like Nvidia is like throwing a butt ton of money at TSMC because they're going to move on from these RTX three thousands. You know, I hate to say it, pretty sure we'll see RTX four thousands later on this year. Well, we're already looking AMD. You know, we're already looking at AMD seven thousand series already being talked about, and the well, next that's Intel their, yeah, being that's, talked that's about. That's their CPUs and everything. I mean, that's normal. They're they're in that process of they they've released a five thousand what a year and a half or a, a year ago. Go yeah, a year ago. a year and a half ago. No, it was Tomorrow like a year now. because it was around my birthday in twenty. My God, twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty is when they released year it. In a couple months. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's part of the whole. That's the cycle. It's normal life cycle. cycle too. Yeah. But for NVIDIA to, to come out with the cojones and say, yeah, we're going to probably, you know, talk about 4,000s already when you barely can pre- keep up with the demand for 3,000. Mm-hmm. Well, and not and only the, that, the, the differential between the, the cards for some of them, the step ups weren't enough. So, which is probably why they want to move on to the 4,000s. However, yeah. that's probably, you know, that that's a, deeper conversation that's a discussion so, for another day <laughs> all, right, all right yeah so before we before we turn in we turn this into you know an hour of just pc me raging on nvidia yeah i will yeah. do it yeah <laughs> I'll do okay it. Um, so what'd you bring to the table for for our um, hype train? okay so going back to becky's uh point about ces <laughs> samsung what are you doing <laughs> why are you doing this to me because so, nobody else that has the cojones to do it. That's why the, nobody else the, has the, nobody has the gall to do it. Like they're the, the only Samsung, ones that want to do it. Right. It's the Samsung Odyssey Arc. First of all, all right, Asus. What do you you, you got to come up with something? LG, you guys have to come up with something to like counter all of these Samsung products that are coming onto the market and just revolutionizing the monitor industry. Well, and I think Alienware, I could see them stepping into it. Alienware, Dell, whatever you want to call them. But I could see them stepping into it, too. Right. And they, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, it's it's not like Alienware wasn't present for CES. They did unveil a um, a quantum dot OLED monitor at uh, at CES this year. Was it just OLED or was it the QLED? The QLED, the quantum dot OLED. It was like a, it's a 34 inch uh, yeah, QD OLED is what they're calling it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's ridiculous because it has a 0.1 millisecond response time. It's got G-Sync certification, refresh rate of 175 uh, hertz. I mean, it's it's astounding. Uh, and it, like I said, ASUS has their own uh, OLEDs that are coming out as well um, in the 42 and 48 inch variants. But I'm sorry, man. Samsung with this Odyssey Arc Thing that they've got going on this 55 inch curved monitor um i'm not sure what the curvature is i maybe it's a thousand r i'm not sure. i don't believe it's a thousand r i think it might be like maybe 1800 but the fact of the matter is you can take this monstrosity okay straight portrait mode and or straight uh, landscape and turn it freaking portrait <laughs> here, here. so you there can you basically have the equivalent of like Three 1440p panels stacked one on top of the other. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the need, amount I of like, in my the, life. like the productivity alone for that one. And of course, I'm sorry, I, I have to say, I am one of the luckiest men alive when your own wife goes, 
How do you think that would fit in your setup? What? <laughs> you want me yeah, to well, listen, we're I'm also the one who's been pushing for the the wall mounted uh, PC in the living room to go yeah. with the TV and all of that, you know, versus the typical cases. I'm like, no, we need to mount that like we need to mount it all. I'm sorry, but, you know, and then clean up the wires, make it all pretty. Yep, pretty much. Minimalist. Hence Project Sophia for me. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, it just this monitor is just beautiful as hell. Um and, and its functionality it, is different than a typical monitor. That's yeah. why, you know, obviously we know we can turn monitors sideways on a, a mount, but this is this is different. This takes it I, a step where you have that nice, beautiful dial even to change things around and automatically change ratios of windows. I almost feel like if I ever got that monitor, it would essentially replace my 49 and my 34 that's on top. Because what I would do with it is the bottom port, you can actually take the, the bottom portion of the screen and it would simulate the 49 inch effect of my Odyssey uh, G9. So then the top monitors, the, the top portions of the screen, I should say, I could probably use it to like, you know, have a single 20, uh, two uh, 27 inch monitors. So one for using my, the streaming PC and then another one for something else. I mean, I could see the application for myself with it, which I, I hate to say, I'm going, am I really considering the, the Odyssey arc over my G9? Because that's, that's just a road I just don't want to be on at the same time, but, oh, I the mean, thought, the application yeah. itself is just so for me exciting. as a streamer. Yeah, for me as a streamer, I that would take place of my gaming monitor as well as my chat monitor and yeah. my stream, my my stream like uh, monitoring stuff. So I'd be able to see my game, the stream, yeah, exactly. and you know my chat all in uh, one place. Like I said, it's instead just, of having there's, to, there's, you know. There's right. a lot of like there's a lot of application to it. That's for that's for sure. And I definitely can see what I could use it for. Now, of course, we haven't seen the pricing or a release date for it. So yeah, it's gonna be a pretty I, penny. But I can guarantee you you're looking at something that's around, you know, three, three three grand or more. I can almost guarantee Oh, easily. It. Because the the Odyssey Neo G9 that just came out last year is running at 2500 and that's because it's um I, I think it's it's a quantum dot panel. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a lot more crisp when it comes to uh, 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 visuals compared to the G9, <laughs> which the G9 was like at fifteen hundred when that came out. Oh my god! I can't believe I'm actually considering this monitor all of a sudden. Thanks a lot, wife. Well, listen, I'm sorry. It's what do it's I do just with money. G9 though. What do I do with my G9? I don't know. Donated, Donated to, to Ray. <laughs> Maybe. It could be. Because then I could I could always split that into two. You could. Gosh. Put that display into two. God dang it. <laughs> dang it. Well, that was fun. I, I this was I like the I like the, the 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 segment. Like we brought it all together. We kind of brought our own little flavor to it. Dang yeah, it. always with Lee, it's always gonna be the big flashy stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's always going to be the big flashy stuff. And then Becky and I are more more practical. Like, hey, this was kind of cool. 
Yeah, you know. All right, he's well, gotta he's gotta be strobing his way out. Oh goodness. Like I don't it, I mean it's a good thing that you're not epileptic or anything, Lee, because good lord. Well, all the yeah, flashing yeah. lights over there in that corner. <laughs> no kidding. We have to put an epilepsy warning, I think, on on the on the stream, like on and the, under the, the video. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're gonna have to like make sure we put that in the video. Like, oh, look, hey, by the way, look, don't look keyboard, at the screen too closely. Flashy keyboard <laughs> with the uh, with the custom keycaps on it now. Oh, mm. um, so funny story, and then we can go on to the next segment. But um, I booted up No Man's Sky for the first time, and they have this new mode. Uh, to where you can actually like interact with other people's like different stations and stuff like that that they build in the game. So I come through, I was talking to my buddy Josh about it. We were talking about it and literally um, this guy has like these different modules and stuff that you can pick up, but his, but it's, there's so much to his station that you can't look directly at it because when it all loads in, it crashes your game. You have to literally look at the ground. He literally has a sign at the entrance of this thing that says, do not look directly forward. Look at the ground. Otherwise your game will crash. Because other, if you look directly straight, it tries to render everything, and it just boom, blue screen, and you're just like, "What the heck just happened?" <laughs> Blood brother. <laughs> it's just, it's just like it's bad. It's bad. Oh but, god. But uh, all right, Lee, let's let's go ahead and let's. Wait, let's you take you're it. done. You're done with yeah, that. We're, we're good. We're good. That was all good. Right, well, that, I think we're good. <laughs> That'll do it for the hype train. Let us know what you plan on uh, looking at from, I guess, all this week's hypes. I know you're all going to look at that monitor. <laughs> just, just y'all going to check it out. And I'm going to start a GoFundMe for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start a GoFundMe for no. that. No, no, no. All right. No. I got vetoed. I need to stop. I need to stop entering giveaways because now I got all this freaking spam in my email <laughs> from yes. stupid Twitter, yep. Twitter giveaways. Trying to win It'll a get graphics you. card. It'll get you. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Let us know what uh you know what you're planning to check out, if anything. Let us know too what uh what you guys have been doing. You know, uh what uh what have you been uh, up to? What kind of uh, games have you been playing? Whether it's board games, video games, card games, something fun, something new. Uh, you know, what are you reading? Books, comic books, anything. We want to check it out, we want to know. So uh, you know, you can uh, post to us on our Facebook group, found at fb.com forward slash groups forward slash po nation you can also tweet us or send us a dm on instagram you can slide into our dms at phx underscore overdrive that's a thing right people still say that not am i old yeah yes so what i don't care all right email us phoenix overdrive at phoenix overdrive.com or you can hop on our discord and join that join that channel Okay, full transparency. <laughs> we are recording this at 1.48 a.m. Okay, so make no. This is how dedicated we are to make you guys because it's been, it's been tech set up and then I've had make baby note. crying or little one crying. And <laughs> Hashtag still, gamer parents. Oh, we're all punch anyway, drunk by now. Yeah, so uh, go to tinyurl.com forward slash phxod discord and uh, check it out. As uh, Ray mentioned, uh, we have a weekly Rocket League uh, gaming session going on every Friday uh, by uh, one of our very own uh, admins, uh, Neon Ghost, was it? Is it his mm-hmm. name? 
I he goes by Neon Ghost now. Yeah, Neon Ghost. Formerly Reband, f- formerly Tofu, formerly Rebrand, formerly Ronin. Like he has a formerly, like he has a lot of formerlies. I, I pointed that out yesterday. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a lot of AKAs going on with uh, with him. So, uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, just go ahead and check it out. So, um, all right. So, what's what? Let's move on to our next segment. Uh, God, punch drunk. But before we do, this is Nerd Overdrive brought to you by Stacey Gollinger, our resident Sensi independent consultant. Disney, Marvel, DC, Harry Potter, and so much more available at your fingertips. Brings you the smell o vision of your favorite characters and heroes. Just see how amazing my Batman burner, which is right over here. I got to get that blue lamp or blue uh, lamp, blue bulb from uh, from you, Ray. So I can, yeah, uh, um, get I'll let blue, you know when we get it. <laughs> get a blue dabba dee dab in here. Uh, <laughs> check out my Batman burner and how it looks in my uh, little nerve cave here. So head over to Stacy's Facebook group. All you got to do is search for Stacy's Sensational VIPs. And uh, you'll be able to join a group and uh, see what uh, what amazing products she's got for uh, for your smelly needs. <laughs> your smelling needs i don't know yeah it's one well technically that is what we use a lot of our stuff for is because you know pre-nager so smelly needs definitely falls into that category yeah i'm I'm feeling that really hard smelly needs (laughs) oh my god all right let's have a chat this is 1337 radio presenting Nerd Talk. Okay, Becky, take it away. Well, of course, this was the reason why actually we decided to return a little bit earlier than we planned. When big news comes through and it affects the gaming industry potentially in a big way, we got to talk about it. I'm sorry, leaving this one to you know, not talk about is kind of a big deal um, for us. Knowing our histories, knowing where we have really hit our our gaming prime um, back in the day with, and just the impact that these companies and these conglomerates of employees that are kind of being squished together, um, how they've influenced us is, is huge. So if you couldn't figure it out already, we're talking about Microsoft's acquisition um, or, you know, hopeful acquisition because it still has to go through all the antitrust things um, to officially, you know, really go um, a blizzard Activision and really what this could do for the future of PC gaming, but also gaming in general. Um, I know we have talked so many times just to just to head off onto a, a silly side of things about being able to play WoW on a controller and how impossible that would be. Um, for anyone who's not familiar, WoW being World of Warcraft is something that all of us way back in the day had a very, very strong addiction to. We are all vanilla wowers. Um, you know, beginning when there were no expansions. And now in comparison, that story has definitely grown on the wow scale. Um, but, you know, even thinking back to Warcraft, plain old Warcraft, 
Um, thinking about Diablo was a big game that was, you know, huge for us. Activision, obviously, there's a ton of games um, that fall under their purview. Um, and then just thinking about Microsoft as a whole and thinking about the the console space. I mean, how many years have we sat there and said, you know, they really got to step up a little bit. There's there's nothing that's really driving people towards uh, an Xbox over a PlayStation. Uh, all these titles that, you know, everybody shares because Kumbaya Gaming uh, apparently is a thing. Um, it just, you know, that lack of competitiveness and really driving force like there used to be. So this is big on so many levels. Um, what what were your initial reactions, Ray? Like when it came to this, to seeing this big news pop up, like, oh my gosh, Microsoft's acquiring these guys now? Like, what is going on? So my first reaction was, what the F? <laughs> what the F? What the F? Because it was just like out of nowhere, out of left field. Um, so as a little bit of background, uh, Activision Blizzard has been embattled with their CEO, Bobby Kotick, for a number of months. There are lawsuits pending. There are walkouts right now and strikes, and there is like threats of union unionization talent. They're hemorrhaging talent by the by the studio full. You know, there's this whole thing and all this. I mean, there's their numbers are down with Call of Duty right now. Um, they did very badly with their Diablo 2 launch here. Overwatch 2 just got delayed and, and because of all of this. And then there's these issues with like partners like Lego just like pulled their Overwatch 2 line and said, no, we're not doing this right now. And we don't know when we're going to do it. It's on hold indefinitely, you know, and all this other stuff that's kind of just surrounding this perfect storm of this like crazy, like just like, I don't really hate to say a cesspool of like allegations and misconduct and harassment and you know, all this stuff to where a, the state of California has stepped in is like, hey, we got to do something about this. And they're bringing their own thing to it and bringing the law and lawyers and all this stuff to it. So my 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 other reaction was Microsoft that's, you know, you know, he's without sin, you know, throw the first stone, you know, kind of thing, because Microsoft has had their own allegations thrown at them, you know, in recent years. But just the, the way that... um Phil Spencer has kind of righted the ship following all of that mess with the Xbox one launch back in 2013 and all that stuff. And kind of like, kind of, kind of putting out there the goodwill of gaming again with like things like game pass and then the ability to, you know, kind of just build up from there and build the community, even though they haven't really had as many of those notable flagship titles to still kind of tent pole Xbox up, you know, outside of like gears and halo and hope Forza and, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, when people are talking about this and that and the other, you know, people, people usually tend to talk about, you know, Nintendo and Sony for the most part. So this was like a big thing at a big grab of these notable franchises that we see mostly on a yearly basis. Um, to be able to give Xbox maybe that edge to kind of be like, Hey, we're here. Pay attention right. to us. We are here. You forgot about us. You thought we were down, but now we're not, you know, and this was notable on, on because the largest, largest gaming acquisition in the history of gaming, $68.7 billion. 45%, yeah, 45% above 
the market value of what their what Activision Blizzard stock was at the time when they made the offer. Um, and really, a lot of the speculation kind of goes to because Bobby Kotick, the CEO, um, kind of mentioned those trillion dollar companies, two, three trillion dollar companies. Gee, I wonder who he's talking about. Cough, cough, Amazon, cough, cough, Google, because Amazon's gotten into gotten into gaming with their stuff and tying their prime initiative to that kind of thing and releasing their own games. We mentioned crucible earlier, which was a horrible failure and and never got off the ground beyond like the beta that they did. Um, And then new world, which is like one of the MMOs that's burning it up right now. They were kind of burning things up (laughs) (laughs) and but it's literally, but it's got its footing. It's optimized better people, you know, it's gaining player base, you know, by the time now. And then, you know, then we have all of these, you know, you know, and then Google with Stadia and their attempt at trying to push this forward. And, you know, Stadia is not without its own issues, you know, but, you know, these are where these companies are going. Facebook or Meta right. now. Meta, Metaverse. With Oculus and all this and their their step into that. And then, you know, Netflix making yes. their own foray into gaming and trying to do the gaming thing. You know, when they revolutionized the way we watch movies forever, you know what I mean? So all these companies, so Bobby Kotick said like, Hey, I've always had a good relationship with Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer uh, was the vice president uh, vi- executive vice president of uh, Microsoft uh, gaming uh, with Microsoft. And then he was just appointed the CEO of Xbox, all this other stuff that's swirling around him. And he's going to be the CEO as long as his deal is approved of Activision Blizzard. So here's this guy who's really well liked in the gaming community with Phil Spencer. People love people love Phil. Like you can't like I I I don't, I can't find a bad thing to say about Phil like at all. And Phil's my boy. Yeah, like <laughs> like he's like he's like that right. that cool, you know, he's like that cool uncle that we all you know, we all had growing up, you know, that was like giving you cool stuff that you probably shouldn't have had. Like Hey, here's this dangerous, you know, switch knife, but you know, switchblade, but you know, here, don't tell your mom, you know, like, like you had a very different childhood than I did. Like it would have been firecrackers. Oh, like, yeah, like like, like that, you know, the stuff that you're not supposed to have, like, Hey, here's this cool thing that you'll poke your eye out with, but you know, here, have fun. Just don't tell your mom. Yeah. Hey, here's, here's some jarts from the seventies, like the ones with the metal tip. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't, don't throw those up. Don't throw those straight up. You know, know, like, you know. Oh, hey, here's a BB gun. You'll shoot your eye out, you know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, that, that, that fun stuff, but like, but no, so this whole thing, like, and, and there's been so much like, like there's joy because we, because like people are happy about it because Activision Blizzard hopefully gets like from underneath all this crazy pressure and all this negativity that's been swirling around them with the hopefulness that Bobby Kotick finally is removed, um, which he supposedly is supposed to be leaving after this whole thing is approved. He's staying on for the transition and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. Um, you know, but, but also too, that gives Activision Blizzard a whole nother level of resources to work with, with the backing of Microsoft and Xbox. Um, you know, I know everybody's worried, like the big, the big, thing everybody what about my call of duty well they said that they said that call of duty they're going to honor the 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 contractual obligations that they have with call of duty with 
Activision and all this for PlayStation and this, that, the other. Um, but the big thing is, is like, hopefully this brings us to a good spot to where we can finally get what the gamers deserve in Activision Blizzard. The talent, the developers, the studios, the partners, the marketing, everybody that's been in ba- like, and then the cool thing about it, and Lee pointed out, was the leadership that they announced for this. Like that graphic that you shared, Lee? Yeah. Yeah, like, it was, um, um, they had 13 individuals on there, and I believe seven of those individuals were women. Um, which, you know, which is a positive. And I can't, I can't sit here and say that that wasn't intentionally done. <laughs> oh, it it definitely you know, was. It definitely but was. at the same time, it's it's also a big stride, especially in that industry. And that that was one of the big things we heard from a lot of the women involved in, you know, all of the the allegations is like, listen, you know, we we know this is a crap industry for us. We just kept our heads down and dealt with it because it is hard being in this industry as a woman and yeah you know as lee was sharing with us the the changeover is huge it's it's a good thing it is a positive thing yeah because it's the good old boys club right now you know what i mean it's you know the frat house kind of mentality and that's what kind of got us to where we are now and i mean we're seeing it across the board in other places too you know don't forget with you know it's with eda it's you know at you know, Ubisoft and stuff like that too. They're having their own issues. Microsoft has had stuff thrown at them. Sony's had stuff thrown at them. You know, all of these industries and all these developers and all this stuff, like we, we as gamers, we, we kind of forget that there are human beings behind all of these companies that are toiling away, that have lives, that have families that are, you know, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, you know, all this other thing. And we forget that there, that there's a human element to this. And, you know, when we're sitting here, oh man, this developer sucks so bad or that developer sucks. Why the, Why are they so lazy? Like there are people putting their heart, you know, their blood, their sweat, their tears, you know, their hopes, their dreams behind this. And you're just, you know, crapping on them to, you know, be an edgelord on social media. Like, come on now. But at the same time, you know, they they've kind of cultivated these amazing experiences that we, we find and that, you know, that are art and, you know, and that have grown to this medium that we all enjoy, but it's just like, I'm excited to see what Xbox, like I'm excited to see where Xbox like takes this or where Microsoft takes this, I should say rather, because it was technically Microsoft's acquisition of not just Xbox because, you know, one big company, but um, the biggest, the biggest resounding thing that I saw was like, man, F Bobby Kotick. And I, I really do resound with that so much. Like, and I, and I'm with that so much because he is such a jerk and he just comes off as this arrogant dude. And I really wish that Microsoft or Xbox or whoever could find a way to be like, Hey, let's get rid of this guy and, and let's not pay him for X, Y, Z, because this dude has been, you know, riding the back of all these people for so long, making all this money. and is just brought this down and done nothing about fixing the culture there. Well, dear. So obviously there are so many directions that this can go in for, for uh, your opinion. And I know that there are a million different directions that you could bring this conversation. So I'm curious when this, when this came out, what was your initial thought and what are some of the, uh, sidetracks that it has dangerously traveled down 
Oh, I, I'm derailing. I'm derailing that. I could derail the hype train on this so bad, but I'm trying to. My my uh, my first uh, gut reaction was Clippy will be my Warcraft pet. Damn it! Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> Clippy will be my Warcraft pet. No, oh. I. All right. All joking aside, seventy billion dollars. Seventy billion dollars. Unbelievable! <laughs> what what Activision Blizzard was able to get out of this, as far as as that monetary number itself was, wow. Um, and the thing is, as Ray pointed out, Microsoft can take this to a whole new level. You know, with, with let, let's talk. Let's talk first about properties, okay? Let's talk about the properties that Microsoft now has in in their stable, and let's not forget their previous um, purchases either, because you still got the Bethesda, Bethesda. deal. The, the Bethesda deal, okay? Then there is the, the 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 purchase of Mojang. So you know, there's Minecraft right there. All right. <laughs> Side note: there was a there was an article. It was kind of funny, actually. I got a lot. I'm not gonna lie. One of the possibilities that my, that Microsoft can now do is combine a game of Minesweeper and StarCraft and call it Minecraft. <laughs> I was I like, mean, wait, what? what? The <laughs> other, other cost- Minecraft? The other, other yeah. Minecraft? Yeah, so much confusion. So um, Minecraft but- <laughs> 1.0. <laughs> so th- they they can take this in so many different directions in, in so far as bringing properties that were strictly PC to console or bringing properties that you know microsoft has onto that that activision have been sitting on um when phil spencer was was uh talking the other day about the games that he loved as a kid right one of the games that he he mentioned was was hexen mm-hmm. and, and of course childhood me went do do it do it money here take <laughs> Funny you enough, know, I played I, that on N64. Yeah, yeah, and then um, uh, Guitar Hero. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yes, yes. The, like the rebirth yes. of Guitar Hero. Um, Except yeah. in VR. Could you imagine doing it in VR? Yeah. So yeah. That, that's the uh, that that right there. It there's so many properties that that um, Microsoft can have to just revolutionized the gaming industry all over again um and it in, and it's in a way that i think having it fall under the umbrella of of phil because let's face it this is phil's baby from here on out you you have it in somebody who has been such an integral part of microsoft um since since he's started in 1988 you know, he he worked as an intern, and then he uh, he started uh, becoming uh, uh, taking the lead on several projects. I mean, the man was freaking part of Microsoft's Encarta, you know, development. So the guys, Encarta. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I had that on put CD ROM. When he started as the general manager for for. Um, MS Game Studios, you know that he started working with like a lot of different properties and 
and started understanding like what the market is. And this is a guy who loves games. This is a guy who absolutely adores video games and he knows where it's all coming from. And he's not going to, you know, he's not going to sit there and, and ruin the legacy of, of such a pivotal or such a ridiculously important part of our gaming history. You know, Activision and Blizzard as separate entities have been mainstays in this industry for a very long time. Now, of course, the, the, the types of games that they've released has been kind of going down these past few years, in my opinion. Um, oh, I am very understandable. Cri- <laughs> I, I am very critical of, of how Blizzard has handled the properties that they have. Um, Warcraft you know, 3, bad. The Warcraft Diablo, 3 remastered. Diablo 2, Diablo 2. Diablo 2 remastered. Yeah. Yep. That th- those were I'm sorry, it, it was an insult to to the legacy of those games. And I think Phil knows that this is a chance for those insults to be corrected. Um and there's just so much that he can do with this. And it, it's really an exciting time. And for people to say to, you know, oh, aren't aren't you worried about a monopoly? No. I'm not. It's it's not like monopolies are awful. Okay. They they're not like the end of an industry when if they exist. If you apply somebody who has good business sense and they monopolize the industry in a way that not not caters, but allows us as gamers to experience a wide gamut of games, I'm for it. Well, and it's it's also a little different for indie studios um, now, you yeah. know, to to get things out. It, it definitely is a different type of platform than it used to be, where everything was on disc and you had to have mass production. You yeah. know, with the digital age, it, it definitely makes it easier. It makes it easier for studios, independent studios, outside of you know the the big, the top three, top ten, whatever. It makes it easier for them to create something, and who knows could be the next big hit no, oh I mean, absolutely could yeah, be your next rocket a, league yeah we've seen a huge rocket indie league. yeah we've seen a huge indie like surge um even starting back with ps3 you know xbox 360 you know xbox was at the forefront of supporting a lot of the indies there back in the day yeah. um sony started their partnerships but they always had to have a partnership with the game studio and they would have the support but you know, we saw games like Flow and Flower, and you know, and Journey from that game company. You yes. know, back back on the PS3, we saw stuff like, um, you know, uh, like uh, what is the Shadow? What was the Shadow game? Shadow? I can't. Shadow Complex on yep. and on, on 360 and stuff like that with those kind yep. of games. We saw Super Meat Boy. We saw Bastion. We saw you know all these games. You know that came up. There were like these hardcore indies and stuff like that. And then we saw you know. You know, now we saw the surge of the new indies coming up, you know, with what we see now and, you know, them being able to self-publish and, you know, be able to do this and have the backing of some of these studios. You know, ID at Xbox is a huge thing with their initiative. And a lot of these games are coming to Game Pass and, you know, all of that. So and and I'm all for um, Microsoft kind of having and bringing these these studios together and giving them the support, the resources and all that and bringing the games to Game Pass and letting people experience these because otherwise... A lot of the games on Game Pass that people are talking about, uh, moving out is on Game Pass, right, Lee? 
So mm-hmm. if, it was, if, yeah. It if, was okay, on, so um, if moving out wasn't on Game Pass, would you have kind of sought that out? No. And be like, hey, let's check this out. You no. Know, well, same thing for like Gang Beasts. Yeah, you and know? the thing is, like, uh, you you saw it too come to to the Epic Game Store. So it, it it's a great way to find new games that you wouldn't normally play. be able to check out or play. Yeah, and without putting that. <laughs> and money I'm sorry, up front. I I think Game Pass has become such an absolute value. Um, you know, the value proposition for for Game Pass is just phenomenal in my opinion because it opens up a whole world to a gamer who who isn't necessarily like looking for the same old thing over and over and over it's uh, i'm the type i'm a variety type of gamer i will play anything and everything and at the same time too it's still it also has the mainstays that i enjoyed you know you're, you're looking at nhl uh the nhl series it's it's always it's going to be always on game pass and i love it every single year no matter what um you know something that uh, the kids and Becky and I have enjoyed lately is is having Mortal Kombat be available on there. Oh God, yes! <laughs> and, you know it's it's become like a nonstop uh, choice of 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 game for for the days or the nights that we were able to sit down as a family and just play video games. So, um, no, it, it, you know, he, like I said, the way that Phil, and this is going to sound like I'm such a Phil Spencer shill, but all right, I am, but <laughs> he, he's just really changed the way that the industry has has operated with his ideas of of ha- of supporting cross platform play or you know all the initiatives that he has put out um he's just been a, a a wonderful support for this thing that we love this media this form of media that we all love and enjoy and I can't say enough positive things about him and for him to, you know, sit out, stand out there and say, look, you know, we're not, we're, we're going to honor our contracts. I, I fully believe that you're not going to see, you know, games like call of duty be um, exclusive to Microsoft. I think it's still going to be something that, you know, the PlayStation um, uh, group group can, can still look forward to on a yearly basis. No, I mean I'm not like a big Call of Duty guy, but yeah, you know, but I, I mean Call I of Duty it. coming to Game Passes will be something different too, and it'll push people because I mean the thing is, and the thing about Game Pass is that Microsoft has taken a three prong approach with it with console, PC, and yeah. the cloud gaming, and that's something that Sony hasn't caught up to. They've tried, you know, with their P, the the PS Now stuff. And yeah. maybe the rumor is this Project Spartacus or whatever is supposed to be something that's supposed to mirror Game Pass in a way. And if so, then look at Xbox pushing the competition to innovate and make changes. Yep, and right. that may, and mind you, I, I play a lot of my stuff primarily on PlayStation because that's where my friends are, you know, for multi-platform stuff. But I do play my PC stuff and cross, you know, cross-platform play is something that I really want to embrace more of. And I wish more game companies would because... I want to be able to pick where I want to play a game. I don't want to have to feel like I have to play a game somewhere because that's where my friends are. Whereas like, look at the success that games like Rocket League have have had because they're now free to play and they're cross platform because I can, I can play on my, if I want to jump on my PC, I can play on my PC. I can play on my PlayStation. I can play on my switch. Like, let's have some fun. Let's all just enjoy the game, play the games that we love, you know, play what you love, love what you play. You know what I mean? And uh xbox trying to kind of pushing this now 
will we see something down the line like what they did with Bethesda where Bethesda announced like, hey, by the way, you know, this is going to be exclusive. That's going to be exclusive. It could very well be, you know, where something like maybe a Diablo down the line might be exclusive or, you know, if they do offer, you know, some other, you know, maybe first party game that we might see a revival like a Hexen or maybe Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero, maybe, you know, but I don't see them locking stuff that's something popular that want people want to enjoy behind that wall like that. Um, right. You know, at least I would hope not, but you know, you never know what might happen, but Phil Spencer doesn't seem to be that kind of person to be like, Hey, I'm just going to lock this down and you know, nobody's going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Um, you know, the other thing that I think a lot of people may not be considering is could this play by Microsoft also be a reaction to the growing influence of Tencent in the West? No. And then this, this is definitely 100% a reactionary thing to be able to, Hey, we took one of the big pieces off the chessboard with yeah. acquiring Activision Blizzard because apparently there were the the board and everybody and like Bobby Kotick said in his interview like he had people inquiring some of these trillion dollar companies and this is that and like I said Amazon, Google, Netflix, you know all these things so why not go with you know you know as much as I don't really want to say this cuz I don't really see Microsoft like that but you know it's always go with the devil you know rather than the devil you don't you know, right. kind of thing like Microsoft is in there. They're at the forefront. They have more than just gaming, you know, so they have the cloud architecture, you know, to support things. They have software. They have all this stuff that you can implement into future things. So the sky is kind of the limit with that. I mean, the only other one that I think that might be able to kind of touch them would be Google at this point, you know, as far as that kind of stuff go. But Google hasn't really found their footing. And the gaming space has hey, yeah. you're, you're also forgetting the other trillion dollar company that is sitting there with a butt ton of money with no true gaming um apparatus who am i who am i forgetting apple yeah well apple too but but apple has had their success but it's been more on the but that's what i'm saying the is mobile they don't front, have, which they don't have their own gaming apparatus that yeah. they can really say is successful so you know, right. here's here's yet another one of these trillion dollar companies, and let's let's not let, let's not say that this this whole thing, this purchase by Microsoft, pretty much ends the whole notion no. of mergers because you still got EA sitting out there, you still got Ubisoft sitting out there, you know, you still got Enix, Square Capcom, Enix, Capcom, Sega. It, and and the list goes on I'm, and on. I'm really shocked that nobody has bought Sega yet. I mean, Sega's that, Sega is the the old. They're they're the old stubborn man of the group. They're they're very stuck in, <laughs> well, in traditional and they're no, they're really stuck in traditional in their ways. You know, and and, and unfortunately, but, that's that's what we see as from Japanese companies. They're they're kind of more but, traditional in that sense. But ultimately, like I'm saying, you've got a lot more other companies. There's a lot more companies out there that that Apple can say, all right. I want that one. I mean, Tencent already owes already owns almost 50% of Epic because people were like, what about Epic? Epic is owned by Tencent, basically. They're the majority holder in Epic. And Epic Games is like the biggest thing ever because of Fortnite. And you know. because of their because of their game development software and all this stuff. And then you know, you have um, you know, you have companies like you just saw freaking uh Zynga get acquired. 
they're huge in the mobile gaming space. Yes. Huge. Oh my gosh. And then now King, Microsoft got King in that whole thing because of Activision. Uh-huh. So yep. Candy Crush and Candy yeah, Crush absolutely. and all the all the associated things that come with it. Yeah, you know, so this, this this whole thing is just like it's just. There's a lot to it. There's oh, a lot. Just, to, there's a lot to unpack, and we can honestly like have like a five hour long conversation about it. But yeah, there's no. there's definitely a lot to unpack, yeah. and and really we're we're looking at Microsoft as like just the just that singular entity of Xbox, but there's a lot more. There's a lot more to Microsoft than that. Yeah. So well, and know, here's there, my there's thought. a lot of. Yeah, here's my thought and my hope as far as one of the the facets. My first thought was think about some of those games with the subscription, you know, services that um, for online content. And then think about how you have to really break down the, the different things you're paying for monthly. With Microsoft being able, at least for like the World of Warcraft subscription or some of the other things, um, you know, that you can really drown in <laughs> when it comes to the cost of gaming. This this brings it under a singular umbrella. And my hope is to make gaming a little bit more affordable to enjoy those titles by having that, you know, game pass um, or having maybe different levels of game pass um, so that you're you're really not you know, killing yourself basically just like streaming services are now because that's really the direction that things are going. Um, And to be able to include that all under that Game Pass umbrella, you know, that one stop, you know, whether it is the typical Microsoft, um, you know, where you have 365 and then you've got, you know, the Xbox arm of Game Pass and then you've got, um, you know, Blizzard stuff and Activision stuff and the the different stores and yeah. Anyway, subscriptions are driving me nuts. Can we tell that's top of mind right now? Yeah. I mean, but that's also they... reason. I'm sorry, honey. Um, hold on. One last final thought for me. But that's also a reason why we have pause playing games like World of Warcraft is because if you don't use the subscription enough, it's gone. Think about the audience that they could gain from that. And the thing is, too, like, like you said, even if they raise the price of, say, Game Pass, because it, if if they want to like do a, a Game Pass Warcraft <laughs> subscription, if even if they increase the price by like five bucks, go from fourteen ninety nine a month to like nineteen ninety nine or twenty one ninety nine even. Oh, I'd pay that. Add another but tier still, because they already yeah, have the yeah. regular Game Pass. They have Game Pass Ultimate. Add another tier that includes yeah. all those pay-to-play subscriptions because right. I believe if I'm if, and I can't I can't find anything Google-wise right to support my thought, but I know that some there are some games that have pay-to-play subscriptions that have been on Game Pass, and I think you still have to maintain the subscription, you know, separately from Game Pass. But if they find a way to roll those all into one. And just be like, hey, it's like, you know, like 25 bucks a month get you, you know, all the while you can play plus everything else Game Pass has to offer. Why not? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wh- right. why not? I, I I think we're, you know, obviously we're in the infancy of this whole deal. So there's still, still has to officially of, go through. Yeah, it has to officially be approved. <laughs> it like, still has to officially go, go through. But I, I'm very excited for the prospects. And I think uh, 
a lot of like the doomsayers <laughs> with this whole thing is I think it's in a state of panic because you know it, it's it's such a huge deal. It's such a huge absorption of a very large developer with a lot of different properties that are all going to fall under a singular umbrella. And could, I mean, really, when we when we first started this podcast. Okay, when we start when we started the first iteration of this podcast, how many years ago? Like yeah, seven years ago? Yeah, six, seven, seven years ago. Eight years seven ago. Years, seven, seven, yeah, seven years ago. Going on eight years ago, yeah. Yeah. So eight years ago, you know, who would have thought <laughs> who would have thought we would be discussing an acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft? Or the fact right. that, you know, we have we now have a day where Activision Blizzard, Bethesda are all under a singular umbrella. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just nuts. It's that is absolutely yeah, no, nuts. It is, it is. Like, I mean, not only that, like, back in the day, that's when Minecraft was, like, starting its yeah. heyday. Like, who would have thought, like, Microsoft would have owned Minecraft originally back in the day? You know what I mean? Like, what? And you know what? We I think once this deal goes through, we finally can answer, we finally can start figuring out the answer to the greatest question of all. Doom guy versus Master Chief. <laughs> oh, they have to make they have to make a party fighter like Smash Brothers at this dude, point, dude. What if they, they have like to a mic- they're, like they're, a, a, like, a Microsoft Universe like Smash type game? Okay, so with- <laughs> Marcus Marcus Phoenix, Doom guy, Master Chief, like, brawl. Smart, you gotta bring Spartan Lock. Like you gotta bring Spartan Lock. You gotta bring you know all the, all the Warcraft oh characters Dang. in. Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon and yeah. you know all you got to bring all these guys in and just let them beat the crap out of each other and see who wins. Oh my like, god, Master Chief riding Spyro the Dragon in Azeroth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do my boy Spyro like that, man. Don't do my boy Spyro like that. Spyro. Like, make him a companion. A don't 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 make him a mount. Make him a companion. He, he could be an awesome mount. <laughs> It could be a, an awesome mount. Why you do this? Because Why? I can. And then, and then, it would have as, to be uh, a battle mount. Okay, it would have to be a <coughs> battle mount. Like, and make then, him at uh, least a badass. Come on, now, don't don't do him like oh that. Oh my god, turn turn Clippy into a hunter weapon in Warcraft. <laughs> you can use it like a bow. Yeah, or she'll organize your stuff for you, or reorganize your stuff. Make, for Clippy, you. make my, Clippy your bag, yeah, your bag my, companion. Uh, make Clippy into like a bag, uh, a bag add-on, like Bagnon was. <laughs> organize. <laughs> I. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. So now that we have officially gone down the rabbit hole of good lord, it is clearly late at night for you guys. I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with Clippy. I uh, Clippy was like. One of those first loves, Clippy and Overwatch, Ray. Clippy and Overwatch. No, <laughs> please, no. Make, 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 make Clippy a, a kill, uh, a kill streak in Call of Duty. But make oh. Clippy, Clippy a kill streak in Call of Duty. There you go. I want you see now. Now you mentioned <coughs> Marcus Airstrike. Phoenix. After you mentioned Marcus Phoenix, now I'm going. They should make like a res, uh, not resident. They should make a, uh, uh um. Oh my god, what game is that I'm talking about? I'm thinking of. Oh, it just came out. Uh someone uh, Forza? No, not Forza. 
Oh, God. Now, this is going to kill me because I can't remember it, and it's 2.30 in the morning. Microsoft? It's a Microsoft thing? <sighs> it, it's something. I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll think about it, and then I'll, tell, I'll talk it. about it next Just episode. Just think about it tweet it. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tweet it. That'll be good. All right. Anyway, look, there, there's so much more to be discussed with this whole thing. It's we're not done a, yet. It's we're not, not over. It, I think we're going to touch on this as like, you know, our next episodes fly by. We're, we won't necessarily make it a topic, but, you know, there, there's going to be things, issues that come around. There's going to be like uh, whatever comes into the news that will will drop in our uh, in our hype train segment. So there's a lot to it. So, you know, <laughs> we'll make sure we discuss it for, for you guys. So um, it's going to take a anyway. good year to get through this. Oh, literally. <laughs> June 2023 is when it's supposed to wrap by then by fiscal hey, June 2023. Happy birthday, honey. You're going to have you're going to have Microsoft. There's some Microsoft in my Blizzard officially. Yay. <laughs> and if oh, not, I will God. be heartbroken, I'm just saying, but I mean, I I'm right there with you too, Becky. There there'll be some there'll be some micro some Microsoft in my Overwatch. Yeah. Can you imagine E3 in 2023 if this deal goes down like before then? Oh my gosh. No, no. All right. Nope. No, we're not going there because All the right, possibilities are endless. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for this conversation. So if you guys have any questions, any comments, you know what to do. Post to us our Facebook group, fb.com forward slash groups forward slash PO nation. You can also send us a tweet or send us a DM on Instagram at PHX underscore overdrive. Email us Phoenix overdrive at Phoenix overdrive.com or hop on the discord channel. Join it. Tinyurl.com forward slash PHX OD discord. All right. Before we move on this episode of nerd overdrive, of course is brought to you by the Phoenix overdrive extra life team. Put your money where the miracles are. Check us out. Facebook.com forward slash Phoenix Overdrive. Or you can check out our brand new team page at extra-life.org forward slash team forward slash PHXOD22. Also, PhoenixOverdrive.com. Holy crap, guys. 2022 fundraising. It's already started. Our campaign has begun and it will continue until December 31st, 2022. So get those donations in before then to make it count all right people ask how do you help simple extra-life.org forward slash team forward slash phxod22 and donate to any of our team members or join the team go to our team page click join us play games 24 hours that's let's do it i, I don't know what happened with that <laughs> um, play games you kids let's go yeah yeah that thing it's two it's 232, man. So don't don't hate me on this one. All right. Uh let's see. What else? Oh yeah. Merch store. Head over to PhoenixOverdrive.com. Very soon we will have one available. Uh our uh, our uh, items will be brought to you by Becky Rubin Navarro, our sultry queen of the guild. She's got all the good stuff ready to go. Uh so she's just getting it all ready. And finally, our annual Extra Life National Game Day will be held on November 5th. 2022 guys you got to be a part of this incredible gaming extravaganza there's going to be it's going to be nuts it's going to be absolutely nuts because 2019 was nuts 2020 okay we held it virtually 2021 we brought it back and we brought it back big time we ran it the hell back boys and girl (laughs) sorry (laughs) i don't know where that came from uh but yeah i mean literally just brought it all back and it was incredible over twenty-five thousand dollars raised. 
ladies and gentlemen. That's just amazing. Huge. Huge. So, like I said, November 5th, 2022, be a part of that whole thing. Stay tuned for details as we finalize our plans. They're going to be coming out to you as uh, as the whole year goes on. But stay tuned to all of our channels. Oh, God. We did it. That was it. That, That was it. That's it. That's it. And I promise we'll be back. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be game over for now. So if you enjoyed the show, hit like. If you didn't, I guess you can't hit a dislike button anymore on YouTube, I was going right? to say, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> it's not a thing anymore. So ha, 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 you can't do it. Leave us some comments, feedback. Yes, leave, the, leave us feedback. Leave us some comments. We'd love to hear from you guys about anything and everything that we discussed uh, on this episode. So looking forward to hearing from all of you. So. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, join our community page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash PO Nation, or join the Discord channel, tinyurl.com forward slash PHXOD Discord. That's where we're going to discuss all the latest news and share all things nerd. You can also tweet us or send us a DM on Instagram. Find us on our handle, PHX underscore overdrive. And last but not least, go ahead and email us, phoenixoverdrive at phoenixoverdrive.com if you so wish. Do give us a like on Facebook, fb.com forward slash Phoenix Overdrive, where we share all of our extra life related news and events. Subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Phoenix Overdrive, where you can find and also you can find us on a variety of podcast consumption apps, including Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and so much more. Just search for Nerd Overdrive. If you could give us a five star rating, we'd love it. I'd love it. Ray would love it. Becky would love it. Love all around. <laughs> you can also, uh, if you can also post a written review, it will only help us grow. So thank you to our panel for your insight. For our game gurus, El Capitan, Ray Osorio, and the sultry queen of the guild, Becky Rubinavaro. I am your host and moderator, the maestro, Lee Navarro, with a reminder to always hashtag rise above. This is Nerd Overdrive out. Later, guys. Bye, guys. Rise above.